Hey there. A little rough language just ahead. Don't worry, it is beeped and it is super worth it. But if you've got little kids listening and you're at all concerned, I will hold here for a sec while you hit pause. Ready? Three, two, one. Welcome to our modern hospital where if you want to know a price, you can go yourself. Oh, man. That is the beginning of the most painfully hilarious thing I've read for a long, long time. Seems you have an oozing head injury there. It hit the internet a couple of weeks ago, published by McSweeney's. What's that? You want a reasonable price quote up front for our services? Sorry, let me explain a hospital to you. We give you medical care, then we charge whatever the hell we want for it. It actually keeps getting better. If you don't like that, go yourself and die. The minute I saw it, I emailed the author, Alex Baya. Honestly, there's no telling what he'll pay today. Maybe $700. Maybe $70,000. It's a fun surprise. And he wrote back. We talked. He's great. More about that conversation later. Also, I have promised to tell you what my family is doing for health insurance in the coming year. That's at the end of this episode. But first, I have a story for you. This is An Arm and a Leg, a show about the cost of healthcare. I'm Dan Weissman. A few months ago, when this show was still an idea, my wife showed me a post by a woman named Barry Tesler. Barry's a little bit famous as a financial therapist. In her 20s, Barry trained to be a more traditional kind of therapist. Sexuality, intimacy, body, food, grief, death. All of those kind of topics. That's what I thought I would be working on. And then after grad school, she's working for like $11 an hour, like I guess you do when you're a baby therapist, and her grad school loans start coming due. Yeah, I, I just flipped out. You know, I just freaked out. I was like, wait a second. When did we talk about money in graduate school when I was training to become a therapist? Nowhere. Okay, light bulb. Money is like all the other big, hairy, intense stuff she'd been expecting to work on. We learn how to deal with this stuff, kind of, from our parents, who, it turns out, had conflicts of their own. Barry thought about her own memories growing up in a Jewish family in Chicago's North Shore suburbs with parents who ran a business. And so I have memories of them working or my dad working really hard, but him loving his work, but it being very stressful. He was in real estate. They owned bars with, they owned gay bars with my uncles. How did your Jewish family in the suburbs of Chicago uh, end up in the business of owning multiple gay bars? So my uncle, my uncle Steve. And his life partner, Pat, moved from New York to Chicago to realize a longtime dream that Steve shared with Barry's dad. Run a bar or two or three. They owned a lot of the main original bars on Halstead Street. These are like iconic places that helped define Chicago's Boys Town neighborhood with names like Christopher Street. It was Christopher Street. It was Vortex. Vortex. It was Manhole. Manhole. My family owned all of those bars. Yeah. And, you know, as a kid and having gay uncles, yeah, I even remember them showing up at my bat mitzvah with leather pants and purple ties. And I thought they were the coolest ever. I was so close with them. So when Barry's an adult, she thinks about what she learned about money from her family. A business can be stressful, and it can be a way to make a positive difference in the world, to create something, a space for a community that didn't exist before. Yeah, it's a great role model in that way, which I think led me to create my own work. Now, Barry's been a financial therapist for 17 years. She's published a book called The Art of Money. She runs an online course. Full disclosure, my wife DeVore took it a couple years ago. And this year, Barry makes a post online 
asking if anyone knows a solid expert on health insurance. And she adds, does affordable health insurance even exist anymore? So this financial area has the therapist kind of rattled. I got in touch. I asked her, what happened? So for 20 years now, right, 20 plus years, we've been paying for our own health insurance. She and her husband have their own businesses. They pay that directly. And the price has been creeping up. 1000 a month, 1100 12 And it wasn't feeling like such a great deal. About a year and a half ago, my son needed an asthma test. And we were like, oh, we have health insurance. So yeah, let's go do this test. And it wound up being $1,500 out of pocket. It just felt like, what is going on here? And last year, it goes up another couple hundred bucks a month. For some reason, it was like, that's too much. You know, I had hit a limit. Something in me snapped. And I said, that's it. Or we need to explore other options here. They found two things. Between them, they kind of sub in for health insurance. Barry is not wild about the arrangement. I mean, actually, one of the two things she really likes. It's a local medical practice in Boulder where she lives with a flat monthly fee. 278 gets the family basic medical care, all you can eat, seven days a week. We can text them if we have an issue. My son had a toe infection. They got us in on a Sunday and the doctor looked at it and said, I'm concerned. And we did a round of antibiotics. Eight days later, we're in there. The infection is gone. And I'm just so grateful. They have a woman on staff who works with hormones and perimenopause, right? And that's a whole other interview. But it's not like um, I have to go to all these different specialists. We're really excited about this. And, you know, back in the day when we were, it's not that we were just paying $1,300, $1,500. We would also have such a hard time getting a doctor's appointment and then we also had to do a big copay. And then we also were still paying out of pocket. And this is 278 a month for all three of them. And? They do 70% of emergency room procedures. But what if something comes up this group can't handle? Something that needs a specialist? Something big? Well, that's the second thing Barry's doing. And it's the part she's not wild about. It's this thing called a health share. Barry's family chose one called Liberty. Health shares like Liberty, they aren't really insurance. They do collect money every month, and then they reimburse members for medical expenses. But they don't promise to reimburse. And they're not regulated like insurance. If they deny something, there's not a lot of recourse. And there are hard limits to how much they'll reimburse. So if you run into something super serious, super expensive, that could be a big deal. And there are things they don't reimburse at all, including, in Liberty's case, mental health services. And they're controversial. Like other health shares I'm aware of, Liberty identifies itself as a Christian ministry, and some of what they don't reimburse reflect their doctrine. No abortion, no contraception, no addiction treatment. You've probably noticed by now, Barry's a fluid talker. But when our conversation moves to this topic, things slow down. And uh, the health show, tell me about that. What, what, which one are you doing? We're using Liberty. Mm-hmm. And, this and that's is one of the something- Christian ones, right? Yes. You know, I'm not Christian. I'm Jewish. Um, But do I believe in the basic principles of any religion? Yes. Um, The true religion, not not where not where Christianity goes, where um, if you're gay, then you can't be a part of this. Or if you're, you know, um, no to that. But so this is Liberty Health. 
don't don't they have some of these restrictions though like no addiction treatment so you know we we did a good amount of research but i i'm sure that i don't agree with everything that they're saying so it's not ideal and yeah it's not ideal and it's it was one of those things where i was weighing my options of paying $1500 that went to health insurance companies and made them wealthier and did nothing for my family or my community. Um, or I went with a transition option while we're figuring this out and still debating on what to do here. So that conversation was in September, and as our show launched and as open enrollment for health insurance got underway, I wondered if that figuring out process had gone any further. And when I listened back to my conversation with Barry, I realized I had harder questions for her that I hadn't asked before. Her gay uncles were such formative figures, but Liberty doesn't recognize gay marriage. How does that sit with her? So we talked again by phone. That's right after this. Okay, Barry was conflicted. Where did she land? She's sticking with liberty, and she's still conflicted. It actually goes against a lot of my beliefs, or some of them, right? Um, but it's a lot less money and can serve my family now. She hopes that she can do good with the money her family's saving, hundreds and hundreds of dollars a month. But I mean, my husband was just saying this the other day. He wishes that there was a health share for the progressive community, um, and not just health shares for the Christian community. I mean, so far I'm grateful for what I'm getting from them, but not everyone in my community, and a big portion of my community um, is the gay community and, and, and has always been. Um, so there's has, that, know, there's... has that come up, like, within your community? Have people from your community said, like, hey... Why are you doing this? Why are you participating in this thing that, that excludes people like me? Or has that just not come up? No, I haven't brought it up. So this yeah. is, you know, this has been a year since we switched over. And yeah. I, it's taken me some time to feel okay about it. Mm -hmm. um, I felt like I was doing something secret and on the sly. And, you know, I was also going against our system, which I have a rebellious side to me. That's that doesn't bother me so much, but I haven't been screaming it from the rooftops, like on social media, these are my choices. You're coming out here. <laughs> I appreciate it. Right, um, right. And it, it sounds, I mean, it sounds like there's there's conflict, right? That on the one hand, there's a little bit of triumph of like, this is a, this is a way of saying screw you to the system at large, honoring your rebellious streak. Um, and maybe some discomfort about participating in this thing that's not actually open to everybody including oh, yes. important members of your community. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, it is both that. It's like, ooh, we found this other creative option, which I love. But, oh, it's, you know, and... How do you think people are going to take it? My choice? Yeah. Um, well... <laughs> <sighs> you know, I'm, I, you know, I'm feeling as uncomfortable, I think, and and nervous about it as when we spoke a few months ago. Um, yeah, I saw. My God, it's it's the most vulnerable interview, interview I've ever done. I mean, I think my biggest concern is that I just sound like an idiot, 
and no, you know, that I sound like an idiot and that here I am a financial therapist, yet this one area of life is, um, is, is just an area that I can't speak to um, in, a, in an articulate way. People could get pissed, people could feel offended, people can get hurt, you know. Um, and you might end up feeling like some of them have a point. True. Yes, true. But they're not good options. Yeah. Um, so it's like, when, you know, is it ever appropriate to fudge a little? Later that evening on Facebook, Barry writes to tell me she called Liberty to ask about membership for same-sex couples. She says, they told her something I've seen elsewhere, that gay people can join Liberty individually, but they can't get the big discount Liberty offers to married couples, about 30%. She's uncomfortable. She uses the word hypocrisy. She is struggling with her choice and the choice to be public about it. And I tell her what she's told me. The whole system gives us lousy options. We have to live with choices we don't like that make us complicit in systems we do not approve of. Nothing has given me more insight into that than the emails I've been getting from you. And on that, I'm going to ask your help with something. I mean, I've got news for you about my family's choices for the coming year. But first, about these emails I'm getting from you every single day. I'm getting heartbreaking, infuriating stories and funny stories. And I'm getting stories about really interesting hacks. And I'm hearing from both what I'll call civilians and from doctors, from people who've been working in billing, from deep inside big pharma, from private equity, people offering insight, inside information, volunteering to help. And did I mention all the personal stories? It's huge. What I found myself saying is, we're going to need a bigger boat. We need to be able to tell more of these stories, dig into more of these tips. So we're set up on a system called Patreon. You may have heard me mention it. It allows regular people to make affordable monthly contributions to projects like this. And already, every day, people are signing up to help out. A dollar a month, two dollars, five. It's incredible. I am asking you to help turn that amazing stream into a flood. I would so, so like to get a thousand people backing us by the end of season two next spring. That is a big goal. And it will allow us to do the amazing things we need to do. More episodes, starting with season two in the spring, and a system for putting all this power that is hitting my inbox, your stories, your insights, your tips, to work. It's going to be big, and I'm going to ask you to do something to help. If you can, please consider backing the show on Patreon. A dollar a month, two dollars, any amount. It all counts in a huge way, partly because I really, really know how to stretch a dollar. You go to our Patreon page right now, you will see some pictures from the world headquarters, and you will see just how scrappy we are. You will also see my interview with Alex Baia, the guy that wrote that hilarious and painful thing from McSweeney's. Welcome to America General Hospital. Go to armandalegshow.com slash support. Patreon will feed you updates on what we're up to as we build season two. And you don't have to be a backer to see those updates. They're for everyone. Same thing goes for the Alex Baia interview. But there will be a few bonuses for backers. Oh, and <laughs> speaking of bonuses, when we get to a thousand backers, we are going to do something a little crazy and very, very awesome. Every single person on that list will get a miniature 
Doctor of Righteousness diploma from Arm and Leg University. And when I say miniature, I mean, it'll be a postcard. I mean, I told you, I know how to stretch a dollar. I'm going to order a thousand of these things. Just a thousand. I may never order any more. And I think you're going to want one so that when we take over the world and fix this you'll be able to say you were there right from the start. We are going to do this. You are already showing me the way. If you can, that address is armandalegshow.com support. It is going to be an amazing year. And speaking of the coming year, if you listened to our first episode, you know, we started off with a little narrative suspense. Because when I started this show, I really didn't know what the heck my family would be doing for health insurance in 2019. Just to recap, my wife has been self-employed for a long time, which meant I made sure to have job-type jobs, the kind that came with insurance. But then I left one, and the next step, career-wise, was really to go out on my own. Except, where would the insurance come from? We've got some pre-existing conditions, see certain docs for them. They are crazy expensive, and as I found out, they don't take any Obamacare plans. So my wife and I had the talk in September, and she's always said having the right kind of job, the kind that comes with really good benefits, it's like living in Sweden. Those are the kind of health benefits my old job offered, and that is why we've been paying them really high premiums this year so we can stay on their health insurance. We've been paying that premium to continue to live in Sweden this year. Mm-hmm. So we are going to be leaving Sweden. Well, that really sucks because I really liked living in Sweden. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. So our hope was maybe we could buy Sweden-type insurance through her business. She converted one of her regular contractors to an employee early this year, partly so insurance companies would look at us as a group. That was kind of expensive. How'd it turn out? Well, here's some tape. This is our family, Devora, me, our nine-year-old guy, the morning after Thanksgiving, getting ready to go see some family. You're getting your shoes on to go buy hummus and pita to bring to the family potluck because we're deadbeats. Do we want these short boots or my nice tall black? What? I don't know. I am, but I didn't turn on the recorder to talk about mom's boots. What do you want to talk about? Well, it's Thanksgiving. We have a lot to be thankful I for. I know. Um, and it's really exciting. People are responding to the podcast, which is so neat. You know, there's also a bit of our story that's happened this week to be thankful for. We got the email. Yeah. We got the email. <laughs> we got approved. 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 We got the email. We got health insurance for next year, for 2019. I was going to say... Our visas for Sweden for 2019 I know, arrived this they week. they arrived. We got the, what is it, the platinum or the gold? I don't know. Yeah. Gold-plated, sell your firstborn, or what's, <laughs> what's the plan exactly? I, I don't know, but I'm glad that they said yes. I mean, we agreed that this is what we wanted, um, and we know it's going to be super expensive, but it also is, we think, the best deal for our family. It's too legit to quit. <laughs> <laughs> you look great. Yeah. Okay. You think with the boots? good? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'm going to go get the pizza. Can't lose. Can't okay. lose. Okay. But yes, and it's something to be thankful for. Oh my gosh, is it ever. Yeah. I'm so relieved. Yeah. One more year in Sweden. <laughs> so Devorah's business will be paying Blue Cross Blue Shield of Illinois significantly more than our rent every month for the coming year. It is a ton of money, but it seems to us like the best way to protect our family from the possibility of paying an unlimited amount of money for health care. Because this plan covers doctors and hospitals that the Obamacare plans do not and that we've been seeing and think we need to keep seeing. Honestly, though, 
since this show launched, I've been learning a lot about creative hacks from stories you've sent from folks I've been interviewing. I don't know if we'll make the same choice next year. That is it for this season of An Arm and a Leg. We will be back in the spring with season two, powered in significant part by the stories and tips you are sending me. You can just keep those coming. And we love voice memos. That is stories at armandalegshow.com. We'll be checking with updates. You can find us on Facebook and on Twitter at Arm and a Leg Show and on Patreon. That's where you'll see the Alex Baia interview, plus more audio excerpts from his piece. Of course, that's armandalegshow.com slash support. And we'll have links in the newsletter. Yep, we've got a newsletter. It's another place to find updates on season two, links to everything we do, and links to a few things we are seeing elsewhere that we think you might like. That one is armandalegshow.com slash newsletter. So please keep in touch. This show is the most satisfying thing I've ever done. I cannot wait to bring you more stories in the spring and hear more of yours. So till then, thank you so much for listening. And uh, take care of yourself. This is An Arm and a Leg, a show about the cost of healthcare. This episode was produced by me, Dan Weissman. Our editor is Whitney Henry Lester. Our consulting producer is Daisy Rosario. Our music is by Dave Weiner. Adam Raimunda is our audio wizard. Thanks this week to Alex Baia. He's got a website with more of his humor and interviews with other funny writers. It is Hume.com. That is H-Y-O-O-M.com. We'll post a link with that interview. And thanks to the great Chicago band Muka Pazza. That was their tune, Lunch Trays and Goldfish, at the top of the show. Thank you to our new supporters on Patreon. Pledge two bucks a month or more, you get a shout-out in this spot. Thanks this week to Allison Massal, Kelly Reap, Riley Peterson, Nancy Cardona, Mike Builder, Parker Schabel, Gary Peterson, Douglas Burton, Todd Morell, Casey Herman, Michael Slater, Michael Wolfendale, Chris Kalb, and C. Doe. Thank you. Thank you.